0: This is the Thin Space Podcast. This episode is a meditation on the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. This episode is not meant to be listened to casually, and our hope is that you'd sit with this several times leading up to Easter on Sunday. There are times of reflection built in. If at any point in time you feel glad to stay with a question or piece of scripture, we encourage you to pause the episode and do so. We'll begin today with Jody, leading us in a prayer to prepare our hearts and minds for what is to come.
1: Heart of my own heart, be my sight, be my song. Be my light. Soften my heart that it might hear your words to me today. Make me brave, make me hope, make me trust, make me love. In Jesus' sweet, sweet name, I invite you to take a deep breath in. The Holy is here, and as you breathe out, the present is with me. We're going to start by taking a deep breath in. The holy is here. And exhale. Present with me. The Lord is in his temple. May my heart be silent before him. Today, we're gonna do something a little bit different than maybe what you've experienced with the Thin Space podcast previously. I'm gonna share a meditation of the cross and the resurrection. And we just invite you to, to culminate your Lenten journey these past almost 40 days now. As you think about the love of God, the love of Jesus for us, in the meaning of the cross and what all of this means to your heart, we invite you to to sit in this over the next few days leading up to Easter. Don't leave this place. Be with him. The present is with you. The resurrection is coming. We're invited to be in his suffering so that the revelation of his love is is more real than it's ever been. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice for us. We can't imagine a more loving thing anyone could ever do. And we just open our hearts to you today and pray all of this in your name. Amen. Thank
2: you, Jody. Holy week, the arrest, the crucifixion, the resurrection. You know, we've heard the story many, many times. And our question on this long, walk uh, together in this Holy Week, what, what does the crucifixion mean to your heart? What does the resurrection mean to your heart? And what does it mean to our Heavenly Father's heart? What might He want to say to all of us in this moment? In Holy wig. maybe, just maybe, it would be something like, I love you. Will you come back to me? I will go to any extreme to reveal my love for you. For you, the person I see when I gaze at my prized creation. I love you so much, I will endure sin's brutal ways for you, but raise and be restored to favor so that many rise and be restored with me for eternity. Over these past 40 days of Lent, we remember the greatest act of love in the history of mankind, the gentle lamb of God, crushed with grief because of our sins so that we are made completely whole, we begin the depiction of this great act of love, the death of Jesus on the cross. First, from the book of Isaiah, the seer and intercessor for God's people.
1: I'm reading from Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 10. To whom will Yahweh reveal his mighty arm? He sprouted up like a tender plant before the Lord, like a root in parched soil. He possessed no distinguishing beauty or outward splendor to catch our attention. Nothing special in his appearance to make us desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of deep sorrows, who was no stranger to suffering and grief we hid our faces from him in disgust and considered him a nobody, not worthy of respect. Yet, he was the one who carried our sicknesses and endured the torment of our sufferings. We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done, as one who was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced and because of our sins that he was crushed. He endured the punishment that made us completely whole, and in his wounding, we found our healing. Like wayward sheep, we have all wandered astray. Each of us has turned from God's path and chosen our own way. Even so, Yahweh laid the guilt of our every sin upon him. He was oppressed and harshly mistreated, Still, he humbly submitted, refusing to defend himself. He was brought like a gentle lamb to be slaughtered, like a silent sheep before his shearers. He didn't even open his mouth. By coercion and with a perversion of justice, he was taken away, and who could have imagined his future? He was cut down in the prime of life for the rebellion of his own people. He was struck down in their place. They gave him a grave among criminals, but he ended up instead in a rich man's tomb. Although he had done no violence, nor spoken deceitfully. Even though it pleased Yahweh to crush him with grief, he will be restored to favor. After his soul becomes a guilt offering, he will gaze upon his many offspring and prolong his days. And through him, Yahweh's deepest desires will be fully accomplished.
2: We are about to share a graphic depiction of Jesus's dying moments on the cross. This will not be easy to listen to, but for each of us to truly understand the depth of his love for us, we must also be open to understanding the depth of his suffering on Calvary. Let's close our eyes together as we imagine ourselves as witnesses to the crucifixion. Enter the scene on Calvary and notice the three crosses made ready for Jesus and the two others also facing crucifixion. See yourself in this place. Allow the scene to unfold before you like a movie. What do you notice? What do you feel? Silently imagine yourself joining the people who loved Jesus. His mother. His mother's sister. Mary Magdalene. The Apostle John. The beams placed on the ground, and Jesus is quickly thrown backward with his shoulders against the wood. The legionnaire feels for the depressions at the front of the wrist. He drives a heavy wrought iron nail through the wrist and deep into the wood, cutting the main nerve to the hand, which then clenches into a fist. Quickly, he moves to the other side and repeats the action, being careful not to pull the arms too tightly, but to allow some flexibility and movement. Next, a foot is pressed against the post and another nail driven through the side of the heel, deeply into the post. Again, this action is repeated with the other foot. As Jesus pushes himself upward to avoid the stretching torment of the pain in his wrists, he places full weight on the nails through his heels. There is a searing agony as the nails tear at the nerves between the bones in his feet. To relieve this torment, he flexes the muscles in his arms and painfully tearing at his wrists to pull himself up. Over and over, this agony of pain and torment is repeated. As the arms fatigue, great waves of cramps seep over the muscles, knotting them in deep, relentless, throbbing pain. With these cramps comes the inability to push himself upward. Hanging by his arms, the pectoral muscles are paralyzed. Air can be drawn into the lungs, but cannot be exhaled. Jesus fights to raise himself in order to get even one short breath. Finally. As carbon dioxide builds up in the lungs and in the bloodstream, the cramps partially subside. Only through spasm is he able to push himself upward to exhale and breathe in life-giving oxygen. Hours of this unending pain, cycles of twisting, joint-rending cramps, An intermittent inability to breathe follows. The searing pain in his lacerated back continues as tissue tears while he moves up and down against the rough timber. The tortured lungs are making a frantic effort to gasp in small gulps of air. The markedly dehydrated tissues send their flood of stimuli to the brain. Jesus gasps, I thirst. He can feel the surge of death creeping through his tissues. With one last surge of strength, he once again presses his torn feet against the nails straightens his legs, takes a deeper breath, utters his seventh and last cry, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Jesus chose this. Man did not make him go to the cross. He chose to go to the cross for his father and for you and for me. In our heavenly father's perfect love, he asked Jesus to choose this. In Jesus's perfect love, he said yes. What kind of love would choose to do this for you and me? There's only one who can answer this question of our hearts. It's the one who chose to go to the cross. And we can ask him in this very moment. Let's close our eyes again and return to the foot of the cross. Imagine yourself standing before Jesus. You look up, and there he is on the cross before you. Your eyes meet his eyes. It's almost as though Through his eyes he's saying, Come closer. Come closer to me. And as you come before him, your heart asks. Jesus, why did you choose to die for me? And you just simply listen for his response. Jesus, we thank you for your words of love, your words of truth. That was Friday. Let's move on to Sunday. John 20, 11 through 17. Mary arrived back at the tomb broken and sobbing. Imagine yourself there with her right now. Imagine you too are unaware of what happened to Jesus's body. What do you see at the tomb? What do you feel in this moment as you stand with Mary? Mary stooped to peer inside and through her tears, she saw two angels in dazzling white robes sitting where Jesus's body had laid one at the head and one at the feet. Dear woman, why are you crying? They asked. Mary answered, they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. And she turned around to leave and there was Jesus standing in front of her. But she didn't realize that it was him. He said to her, dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Mary answered, thinking he was only a gardener. Sir, if you've taken his body somewhere, tell me, and I will go. And Mary, Jesus interrupted her. Turning to face him, she said, my teacher. Jesus cautioned her, Mary, don't cling to me for I haven't yet ascended to God, my father. And he's not only my father and God, but now he's your father and your God. See yourself in this very moment. And then standing before Jesus by the side of Mary, you ask him, Jesus, what does this mean to me? to us that you are alive. Listen with your heart and soul for his response to you. Isaiah points we, the people of God, to the resurrection of Jesus, who died and rose again in the place of highest honor. Christ's sacrifice results in the birth of spiritual offspring, you and me, and Jesus will enjoy living his life through us. Because of Jesus's great love for us, making us whole with God once again, the life we now live in his grace and goodness toward us is no longer our own. A people in his image is the joy that was set before him. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. The vision of the light is the light of a new day, the resurrection morning light that flooded into the empty tomb.
1: Isaiah 53, verses 11 and 12. After the great anguish of his soul, he will see light, and he will be fully satisfied. By knowing him, the righteous one, my servant will make many to be righteous, because he, their sin bearer, carried away their sins. So I, Yahweh, will assign him a portion among a great multitude, and he will triumph and divide the spoils of victory with his mighty ones, all because he poured out his lifeblood to death. He was counted among the worst of sinners, yet he carried sin's burden for many, and today intercedes for those who are rebels." You are loved, you are loved, you are loved.
0: And may the Lord bless you this holy week. May you become ever more aware of his presence. May you know the love of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And may peace be with you as you journey through this life. Amen.